0: Welcome back to Nighttime Live. You're on the Mighty 790 KFGO and KFGO.com. It is a pleasure to have this gentleman return with us. The last couple of times he's been with us, we've talked about some great uh, Western books that he has put together, Uh, one on uh, the Dodge City and uh, one on uh, Wild Bill Hickok as well. His newest book is on Tombstone, the Earp Brothers, Doc Holliday, and the Vendetta Ride from Hell. And, uh, well, he's the author of... Well, we'll find out exactly, but I know it's more than 20 books, probably somewhere around 30. Tom Clavid, our special guest tonight here on KFGO. How are you doing, Tom?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show again.
0: What number book is this?
1: I always say 18. It's probably not 18. The reason why I stop at 18 is the same reason that Jack Benny stopped at 39, <laughs> which is a, a reference that dates me a little bit, but... But you know, there, there can be a little bit, bit of a bias. If you've if you if you've written you know 20-something books, people say, oh, we just tossed them off. They can't be very good. Well, each one takes a lot of work, so I so I, I fib a little bit and say 18.
0: <laughs> Before we get to the Western here, the uh, the the uh, the trilogy of the Tombstone, uh, we should mention to the folks, of course, that you, along with Danny Perry, put uh, together that great book on our, on our very own Roger Maris.
1: We did do the biography of Roger Maris, and one of the great pleasure of working in that book is that we both got to spend time in Fargo. And, uh, I, 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 to this day, it's still the nicest people I've ever met of Fargo. Fargo, they're just wonderful people. We enjoyed so much being there.
0: Yeah. This doggone virus now they've, uh, They've canceled the Roger Maris this year, the golf tournament, so we got to wait until next That's year. That's
1: every yeah. June, as I recall, because I was there at the time of the golf tournament, and, and what a shame. I mean, it's just one of thousands of, of such worthy events that, that are biting the dust, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Well, we'll we'll pick it up again next year. The Maris family is so devoted to that, and so are the people here sure. in, in Fargo. Tombstone. You know, this is a Western trilogy. You have bounced all over, as I mentioned, you know, Roger Maris. What's got you interested in the Westerns the last three books?
1: Well, you know, it's almost like an accidental trilogy because I had done Dodge City, and which I wanted to do. I really wanted to focus on the relationship between Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson when they were young men and, and the situation they faced in Dodge City at being called the wickedest town in the American West. And when the book came out, I mean, thank goodness, it was it was quite successful. A lot of people, you know, connected to it. And so my editor said, can we do a book about somebody else from around that time period? So I ended up doing Wild Bill Hickok book and, and that did well, and so we said, you know what, there's a trilogy here, really, that has to be completed. And it, it sort of begins with Wild Bill, the post-Civil War, lone gunman, lawman type who could shoot faster than the bad guys. Then you have it evolving in Dodge City, where you have Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson seriously taking the word peace and, and peace officer and trying to you know make it a better town than it was. And then you conclude with Tombstone, where you have uh, Earp, the Earp Brothers. And Doc Holliday, uh, the OK Corral shootout was to me like the last big gunfight, representing the last attempt by the lawless crowd to be to be have control of the of the Wild West. So there is an arc there that this became a trilogy, not set out that way, but that's what it became.
0: You know, Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, they they were known as peace officers, but that they weren't really too crazy about it. They were gamblers, weren't they?
1: They were. That you know, Bat Masterson certainly. Really enjoyed uh, gambling, and Wyatt did too. He was a faro dealer, which is a game that nobody knows about these days, but <laughs> was very popular in the West in the eighteen seventies and eighteen eighties. And even when when you're talking about Tombstone, when when Wyatt Earp left Dodge City to head to Tombstone, it was not to be a lawman. It was not some of the movies would have you seem that, that Wyatt was looking for his next marshal position or sheriff position. No, he was there to meet up with his brothers, and it would end up being five Earp brothers in Tombstone at the same time they were going to become businessmen they were investing in the silver mines there they wanted to be successful he had he was done with being a law enforcement officer circumstances proved otherwise
0: yeah i was going to say that the 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 erps the they were one tight family weren't they they were always together pretty much
1: they tried to be and they were always keeping track of each other and it's remarkable how many times they crossed paths considering how vast the united states was then and, you know they rather compared to today of course the more primitive transportation systems but but this was a big deal to them. They had, you know, uh, Virgil and his wife had come out to Arizona first, and he was telling them about how Jean Vande went to Tombstone. Wyatt made his way to Tombstone. War- Warren Earp made his way east from California. Morgan Earp came down with his wife from Montana. James Earp actually went also with Wyatt from and his wife from Dodge City to Tombstone. This was a chance for the family to be together and to be successful together. And it was it was very disappointing when, when it turned out that they, you know, accidentally, without intending to, reluctantly, became law enforcement officers in Tombstone.
0: If you just joined us, this is uh, Tom Clavin. The book is called Tombstone, the Earp Brothers, Doc Holliday, and the Vendetta Ride from Hell. I say that word a lot lately. I don't know why, but... Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're in it, in a way.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit, by the way, uh, Doc Holliday, how did he fit into this? Uh, how did, they, uh, did they, he get together with the Earps?
1: Well, he uh, he was friendly enough with the other Erb brothers, but the reason why they w- were connecting with him is because he and Wyatt were such close friends. Uh, you know, Wyatt was probably the only really true friend that Doc Holliday had in the world because he was not a very nice person. He was drunk a lot. He was a gambler. He was a shooter. He was a knifer. He was in all kinds of scrapes. He, he didn't like people, and people didn't like him. But for some reason, Wyatt would always be there for Doc, and Doc would always be there for Wyatt. So when we have, you know, the subtitle of the book includes The Vendetta Ride from Hell, you know, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but but after the O.K. Corral gunfight, there was still two Earp brothers who got shot, and it was Doc who, who backed up Wyatt and said, let's go get these guys.
0: By the way, Doc Holliday is, uh, it's not an urban legend. He truly did graduate as a dentist, right?
1: He did, and he was he would have had probably a pretty good and and career as it, he comes from Georgia and he came from a good family in Georgia his father had fought for the South in the Civil War and uh, he would have been at a good practice but he d- developed the, this very serious lung disease and was told that his only chance of survival was to head west and find a, a drier, more congenial climate which is how he ended up uh, first in Dodge City and then in Texas and eventually in Arizona in Tombstone although being, you know, backing up wire was a big reason why he was there but but Doc was uh, he, he was a man of science to an degree. He was a very bright man, but he got to be he, 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 you know, things went went bad for him. Uh,
0: now Virgil, he was sheriff at Tombstone then, right?
1: Y- yes, he was. He was the he was marshal of Tombstone, and and actually part of the story is about how law enforcement was was changing in the American West, as represented by Tombstone, because Virgil was the marshal of Tombstone, and then the job title claimed. He, he became police commissioner there was actually oh. a police department that founded Tombstone as a lot of the frontier towns were starting to do and he was police commissioner he was the chief of police which is a more of a modern day uh, uh, title but was, it, it started in Tombstone when Virgil becoming chief of police and when things started to get really rough there in Tombstone and there was a cowboy and, and corrupt rancher element he needed deputies to, to work with him well he had, he had four brothers there who worked, and Doc Holliday what better deputies could he have
0: <laughs> by the way, when I was reading this book, I never even dreamed. I, I never knew that there was a Las Vegas, New Mexico. By the way,
1: <laughs> yes, and it was you know most people don't right don't know today that it existed, but it was rather a popular place, and you know it was it was a place that Doc Holliday enjoyed going to because up until they outlawed gambling, it was it was a place that drew a lot of gamblers.
0: Wow. Also, also, by the way, thank you for talking about uh, Johnny Ringo because now that dumb Lauren Green song has been ringing in my (laughs) head for weeks.
1: (laughs) If the book's a success, maybe the the Lauren Green estate will make a few more dollars in royalties if they start playing that song on the radio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, was the OK Corral where the shootout? Okay, what led up to the shootout? Let's put it that way first, and then we'll get to the actual shootout.
1: Well, you know, there had been a lot of increasing amount of friction between the corrupt ranchers and cowboys they were horse thieves they were cow thieves they were causing all kinds of trouble they wanted lawlessness to continue because that allowed them to operate the way they wanted to operate they had operated in texas New mexico and elsewhere and then you had the law and order faction that said no no we want to have the uh, tombstone be a place that you could raise families build schools you know be a be a sophisticated place that people could settle and, and grow up in and so this is an increasing friction, and the law enforcement uh, you know, of the Tombstone at the time uh, was not very effective and not very brave, and reluctantly it fell on Virgil uh, and eventually his brothers, his deputized brothers, Doc Holliday, to be the, the face of, not only the face of law enforcement, but the, 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 the fourth law enforcement. And the OK Corral battle happened because... Basically, uh, the, the cowboys and the ranches called the Earps out and said, you know, we got to settle this right here and now. Who is going to control this town? Is it going to be you? Or is it going to be us? And that was what the gunfight was about.
0: And, and when we talk about gunfight, too, th- this, was, this was, you know, the movies, they, they take liberty with everything. They made it, they made it a, kind of a long battle. But this right. was over in, like, seconds, right?
1: Well, it was, it was 30 shots in 30 seconds. It was a very short, extremely intense gun battle. You, know, you had you had when it first began. You had eight guys, four on each side, squaring up against each other, and they all went for their guns. And Doc had a shotgun, and they just started blazing away. And in 30 seconds, the whole fight was over, and three men were dead, and and four of them, and and four others were. Well, excuse me, three were wounded, three were dead, and uh, so yes, the, intent, the the movies would have you believe that it was uh, a long drawn-out gun battle because hey, if you just spent 95 minutes leading up to the gun battle, you don't want to, your audience doesn't want to be over in 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> by, by the way, this just, just, just popped in my head, too. Uh, of course, we know that uh, on television was, uh, Wyatt Earp was played very famously by uh, the great uh, Hugh O'Brien. Did you ever yes. have a chance to watch that show or ever had a chance to talk to him about it at all? Or
1: I never had a chance to talk to I've read about appearances that he's made over the years at different conventions and, and, and Wild West-related events. And uh, it, it seems like... You know, people really enjoyed talking to him, and he enjoyed, you know, that Wyatt Earp show, which I've seen it on, like, TV Land, and you can find it on some of the the uh, retro TV state cable stations out there, and it's a good show, and it's probably the role that, uh, you know, defined his career, even though he did a whole bunch of movies and stuff, but uh, it, it really was, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad for him that he got that recognition, because he, he made a bunch of forgettable movies, but, uh, you know, <laughs> towards the end of his life especially, people welcomed him at these conventions and events. Oh, that's the guy who played Wyatt Earp.
0: Wow. So the shootout has happened, and we have found out that uh, the, the marshal has is dead, correct?
1: Yes. Well, uh, Vir- Virgil Earp survived. He got he was wounded uh, really seriously. He survived the gunfight. Oh, killed. I'm sorry. Morgan is
0: the one that died.
1: Well, Morgan also survived the gunfight but was killed— Shot in the back and ambushed after the gunfight at the OK Corral. And that's why why his brother Warren, and Doc Holliday saddled up and went on a vendetta ride.
0: Yeah, because Virgil was kind of, he was he was maimed, I guess, maybe that's the best word to put he, it.
1: Well, for the, when he was shot, he was crippled. You know, like you use the word maimed, it's just the right word for the rest of his life.
0: Wow. By the way, I have a friend who now lives in Seattle, but she lived in Tombstone for, I don't know, four or five years. And she was part of the acting uh, troupe that all oh, the actors yeah and then, and played uh, one of the gals in the street there at, uh, at, at Tombstone during the OK Corral and uh, yeah
1: I, I just I got an email from one of the fellows who's a reenactor too. I hope they get a chance to read the book and of course I hope they like it because they they're, they're responsible for a lot of the you know the, the economy of Tombstone and bringing people in to do these performances.
0: Because I uh, I had written her and emailed her and uh, told her that uh, the book was coming out. I was going to be chatting with you, and I'm going to send her a link when I get this uh, up on podcast oh, so she can take a, take a look at it. My well,
1: best wishes to
0: her. The uh, the Vendetta, the Ride to Hell. Tell us about that.
1: Well, as I mentioned, Virgil was, was, was you know shot so seriously. He was maimed for life. Morgan was killed. And Wyatt got his brother uh, Warren and Doc Holliday, who, of course, was always back Wyatt's play. And they saddled up, they got a few other guys who, would, who agreed to ride with them, and they went to track these guys down who had shot his brothers. And they found several of them, including the you know, infamous cowboy, Curly Bill Brosius and killed him. And it's really that event. You know, Wyatt Earp was not a gunfighter. He's also portrayed that way. But he was somebody who didn't really like to get involved in violence, but he had, they had pushed him too far. He had to avenge his brothers. So it's really that vendetta ride that made, I think made Wyatt a legend to the American West. Hmm.
0: Tombstone has just been released, and uh, uh, folks, you got to maybe call ahead to your favorite bookstore just to make sure they're open. Uh, otherwise, I'm sure you can order this online, correct, uh, Tom?
1: Yes, there's Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. My website is tomclavin.com, which has links to sites, so... Uh, yeah, even in these unusual times where bookstores are struggling to stay open, uh, there's, there are other options. And let's face it, too, it's a good time to curl up with a good book.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, as every I'm sure at the end of every interview you get this question, what's next for Tom Clavin?
1: <laughs> well, what's next is I've done uh, a few books with a very good friend of mine, Bob Drury. Uh, our last book together came out a couple of years ago called Valley Forge. And we're going into American history again, our next book, which will be out next spring, is on Daniel Boone during the American Revolution. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, he basically had a lot to do with that western front, that first frontier and 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 keeping that door closed to the British, otherwise they would have come in at the, that back door to, to attack George Washington. So uh, it's really we're dealing with another iconic character, Daniel Boone, who Uh, was really fascinating and and had an amazing career and life on on the frontier, and that's what our book's going to be about.
0: If I remember right, didn't he become a congressman?
1: That was Davy Crockett.
0: Davy Crockett, okay. Okay. He did, yeah. And
1: one of the things that one of our challenges working on our book about Daniel Boone is that the the separation we have to make between Boone and Crockett because a lot of people do think that they they had the same careers. They did overlap a little bit their lifetimes, but they had very different careers.
0: And they kind of wore similar hats too, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Fess, oh, not only that, but Fess Parker played both of them on television.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. You know what? He
1: did Davy Crockett, and then he came back as Daniel Boone.
0: You know what? I have, and, and folks, you bear me with me for just one second, but I have a Daniel Boone lunch pill when I was a little ah. boy, <laughs> and Hold on the, to that. and the thermos is in it as well, and the thermos is all intact too. So. Oh
1: boy! Oh, that, that's uh, I, I, that's a, that's a definitely a family heirloom.
0: <laughs> well, listen, Tom Clavin, I want to thank you so much. You do thank some you. wonderful research here. It's got to be a whole heap of fun doing things like that. Because looking back in history, you know, it's just got to it's just got to blow your mind sometimes when you can find. Those little intricacies, those little things what uh, you know, that some of these movies and other books maybe haven't brought out, but you've done such a thorough job in all these books that you've done. I I admire you for doing that, sir.
1: Well, thank you. And I have to thank you and for for letting people know about it, and thank the readers. You know, without them I wouldn't have a
0: job. Tom Claven, Tombstone is the name of the book. Tombstone, The Earp Brothers, Doc Holliday, and the Vendetta Ride from Hell. Thank you, Tom, and stay safe, my friend. Thank you, you too.